Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, okay. Release the Snyder... Wait, wait, what? Welcome back to Cinematic Protastic. I'm Andrew. And I'm Philip. And we have a very special episode today. Kind of breaking news episode, I guess. Although <laughs> this is like hours after it, it was announced. By so, the time you listen to this, if you're into the same stuff as us, this won't be breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to that, if you can just check us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Cinematic Protastic or Cinematic Protastic at... And also on Anchor.fm. Let us know what you think of the show. And we'd love to hear from you and get some of your feedback. So, once again, something crazy has happened. Philip, what happened? Well, I was um, going to the store with my kids. and No, I'm just kidding. The much-wanted and pushed-for and hashtagged-for and, I mean... Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League is finally going to see the light of day. Yes. Something that I have been very passionate about. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I think Phillips would probably roll his eyes every time I'd mention release the Snyder cut. It wasn't necessarily a roll your eyes. It was just because uh, I'm I am definitely on the bandwagon too. Um, I don't know if bandwagon is the right term, but I have been. You're uh, behind. You're behind the movement. Yes, I held off buying the the movie, the Blu-ray, for I don't know how long because I was like, I don't want to buy it, and then because as soon as I buy it is when they're going to release. The Snyder Cut. Uh, but I eventually bought it because it was on a Blu-ray shelf for like $5. I was like, eh. You know, there, there's definitely a difference in my way my way of being behind the Snyder Cut versus yours. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, he is. And even before, I believe, he became aware of the news today, he's been sporting his release the Snyder cut t-shirt. <laughs> I I didn't wear the this shirt. I put this one on specifically for the podcast. Although nobody can see it, but it's it's the it's the thought I guess. But I was wearing a Justice League shirt. Oh, okay. Sorry, I but miss I miss uh, understood that. That that was just happenstance. But I do have a a while back, earlier this year, there was a, a fundraiser. There, I forget the name of the company now, but they basically you make a T-shirt or design for a T-shirt, and then you put it out there. And as you buy the shirt, it's a little bit more expensive than most. Uh, but most of that money is going to the said charity that you set up. And so it's a way to fundraise and raise money for a good cause. And it was for suicide prevention. It's almost the same shirt. 
it's the same logo, but instead it says Zack Snyder's on top. And so it was part of part of the movement, I guess. So yeah, I've 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 gone behind it a little bit harder than you have. <laughs> so for those of you that may not know or or be aware of what really what what are we talking about? What is a Snyder cut? So and we'll both chime in, Andrew chime in whenever you want. Zack Snyder directed Man of Steel. He also directed Batman versus Superman and was really the the driving force, kind of the, the head of the whole DC comic book movie universe. It began with Man of Steel, and once that was the success that it was, it kind of began the movement of, the, of, of DC doing their own cinematic universe to try to compete with Marvel. Uh, but Zack Snyder, he, he was kind of lined up to be the driving force behind it and was going to be involved with any and every movie that came out of the DC world that was going to be part of this, this universe. And the justice league was going to be their version of the Avengers. And whether you want to make the comparisons or not to Marvel, put that aside, it was, you know, the culmination of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and, introducing what would become future releases in Aquaman and the flash and cyborg. So before all of the, the production was done on the film, unfortunately, Zack Snyder's daughter, basically, you know, there was a, a personal family tragedy involving his daughter um, and suicide, uh, which is why most of the um, Snyder cut movement Whenever it's done something positive for charities and whatnot, it's the money's gone to some form of suicide prevention. But yeah, he he made uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and both of those movies for you know people like us, we enjoyed both of them. But they've kind of had a rocky they've they've had a rocky foundation moving ahead into the next film, and it kind of got rockier and rockier. <clears throat> And when Wonder Woman came out, Wonder Woman was so successful and it was very positive and uplifting versus what Zack Snyder had been doing. And so they kind of basically were like, let's kind of change things up. There's kind of mixed reception for the other two movies. This one's looking like it's going to be the same. Plus, there's this family tragedy. So let's let's change things up. And there's a lot more to this, of course, but just for the sake of brevity, uh, yeah. then Joss he, Whedon. He, he, so, yeah, Zack Zach Snyder, he took a leave. and An understandable leave. <laughs> got, yeah, because, because he took a leave because of the issue and the emergency with his family. And this, like you said, the studio brought in Joss Whedon and took that opportunity to make justice league look more like wonder woman which was not Zack snyder's vision yeah basically they were kind of hoping that Z uh joss whedon could kind of do what he did with the avengers make a fun happy movie uh kind of lighthearted. and it the justice league is kind of a fun happy movie a little bit and it is lighthearted and stuff but um it's not the snyder cut <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's kind of briefly what happened. And like I said, there's probably a whole documentary, maybe a six-part 
series or whatever of details that I'm sure will come out 10 years from now that go into exactly what happened here, but that's kind of the rough details. What is happening? The movie is going to, as Philip said, see the light of day finally next year. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not going to be now. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, uh, did did you hear something or read something that, that I think he's going to be doing some more filming eventually? Yeah, they're actually pouring money into it. It's, yeah. they, the, what, the, the stats I read is anywhere from 20 to 40 million dollars is going to be put into it so the the studio is behind it the original yeah. studio that tried to decide in the first place yeah so they they, they saw what he, the direction he was going originally and brought in joss whedon when he had to step away had joss whedon do reshoots what what was what was relayed to the public at the time was he was just coming on to finish what Zack Snyder had put in place. He was going to come in. There were some reshoots that needed to be done. So, hey, let's bring Josh Whedon in. He'll be able to do those for us and finish, you know, the things, you know, after the movie's released. And then you start hearing word of it's a completely different cut. Then you finally find out when Josh Whedon and, you know, I don't, again, there's more information, details that will come out in 10 years from now, but, but Joss Whedon didn't do just minor reshoots. He did reshoots that completely changed the story and the direction that the Justice League movie was going in with Zack Snyder behind the wheel. Joss Whedon, he came in and, you know, at first, like Philip said, they, he was just taking the wheel and and getting the car to the final destination. But, you know, he basically did come in and, and he, he went down a different path and, you know, changed characters. There are countless uh, pictures or scenes released online that you can check out and find if you, if you're able to find them or whatnot. Um, oh, yes. Of, yes. Of various alternate versions of scenes that I, I know there's a couple where there's a person in, in the, in the actual justice league movie that came out, the scene is as you think it is. But then, uh, I went back looking through Zack Snyder's Vero account and saw there are, they basically like erased things in the background and extra characters that were supposed to be there and just completely changed the whole movie and it wasn't just joss whedon like it's not i, I don't want to say that it's his fault oh, no. uh, it, was, it was it was warner brothers brought him on and said hey we want you to come do this here's what we want you to do here's the direction we want you to go because warner brothers like you were saying they they wanted to make it look more and feel more like how the wonder woman movie was, which was a lot more lighthearted Zack Snyder. The previous movies he did man of steel and Batman versus Superman were a darker tone, not the happy go lucky movies that the Marvel movies are, uh, or that the wonder woman was, uh, but Warner brothers obviously is allowing this to be released as it's their movie. And they're the ones that have the rights to it, but they are 
giving him the money to do it. The entire cast is going to be involved in anything that needs to be, whether it's reshoots or maybe they have to do some more overdubbing, maybe voices, but the entire cast and crew are involved with what will be dropped on HBO Max in a year. Yeah, there are some things that I thought were really interesting. So the the Snyder Cut length is over three hours long, which is quite long. But the thing that I thought was really interesting is that they're they're considering one. They could either just un- release it as is, and uh, you know they're possibly going to shooting be shooting some more stuff, so it might be a little bit longer than it was uh, previously announced to be from Zack Snyder himself. Um, and so it could be an almost four hour long movie, which is quite a bit to take in. That's that's a big chunk. But the other thing I thought was really interesting, and I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but at this point, I'll take it because it means I'll be able to see it. And I'm sure people <laughs> will eventually just put them together anyway. But um, they even talked about the possibility of of releasing it in episodes. So, you know, like maybe a 30 minute, you know, six 30 minute episodes or something. Uh, or I, I don't know how long they would be, but they would chop it up into, into pieces and release it that way. And I thought that might be interesting, but it's filmed as a movie, not as a series. So that may, mm-hmm. uh, it would be, it would be interesting. I think to have it release as a six part series or, you know, cut up into multiple episodes. But I mean, the, if you're, if you're a fan of um, Quentin Tarantino, there's the hateful eight movie of his, If you go on Netflix, there is the movie as it was released, as it was released in theaters and on Blu-ray and DVD. But then there's also a four-part series of that same movie, but it's it's basically the extended cut of the movie that Quentin Tarantino did. And it's released, as far as I know, only on Netflix as a four-part or a five-part uh, episodic series. I haven't watched it yet to know if it does it just, you know, play out like a movie with where it just cuts when, you know, the episode's over. Or does it play like, you know, this is kind of like a standalone episode. I don't know, but it, I think it would be, inter- it'll be interesting if it does release as a multiple part series rather than here's one long movie, watch it on your own time, however you want. Yeah, that's but the other thing though is that that sounds exactly like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> he, he's always experimenting and doing weird things, and we all know that he has this love of old-fashioned serialized westerns and kung fu sh- movies and TV shows from true from, from days past. But the innate, the amazing thing about this, the thing that's craziest about this for me is that like the fact that this is like happening because, Mm -hmm. and and it's not, it's not just a rumor. It's not just like, you know, for the last three months or so, there's been articles one after another, like almost daily at times talking about, Oh, we've heard rumors about this. Oh, we've heard rumors about that. Or Zack Snyder released this and this picture was released. What does it mean? And all these things, but no, this is from the man himself, said it, 
and Warner Brothers executives have backed him up on it. So it is it is happening. And that's the craziest thing that that I'm having trouble getting over. And, you know, we keep talking about how, like, Warner Brothers executives were the ones behind the reason it didn't see the light of day. But I think one thing to think about and consider is now I don't know who's running the show now at Warner Brothers. And I I know you can do a quick look, but I don't really care. I think Um, it's the same. I think it's the same people. But or like the head of the company is still the same. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I I've I've heard like people coming and going and new people coming and new people leaving and whatever, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Whatever reason it's happening, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just glad this is happening finally. It's it, this is a good day. So now, why this is happening? That's the question. Why is this happening? And I think it has to do with, as you've heard us at the beginning, release the Snyder Cut. It's a rally cry that fans all over have been chanting and yelling into the internet on billboards and I'm sure crazy fan letters and emails and all sorts of things. It's this movement that was created and it almost seems like it was it was created and started. I don't know who coined the term release the Snyder cut, but it almost seems like it happened almost immediately following the release of the movie. It was pretty quick. I think, and again, same as you just said, I don't know where, where it started, who started it, but it seemed like it was something that started gaining traction shortly after the movie released. I mean, as we mentioned, you know, the, all the turmoil that we mentioned just before, and Joss Whedon coming in and the reshoots and stuff. So a lot of people were like, okay, we know stuff has happened before this. And then this movie came out and the biggest problem was Henry Cavill's CGI (laughs) face. (laughs) When I first saw the movie, there was a couple moments where you're like, oh, that's bad. But the rest of the movie seemed fine. But then I, I bought it pretty shortly after it came out on home release and have watched it a few times since then. And it's, I've realized almost, I think every scene that Henry Cavill's in has the bad face with the exception of a couple during the scene where he wakes up and fights the justice league. Uh, Everything else, he's got a really weird looking face. And so, you know, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so People saw that and they were like, wait a second. Plus there was the trailers. There's like three or four trailers for this movie. And a lot of them have footage that we don't even see. And like fights, monologues. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I think mentions of Green Lantern and all it's like stuff. I think, that's for, I think for this one, you know, we, we, we did a podcast or we've talked about it before how yeah. trailers you see them before the movie, and then when the movie comes out, there's footage not in the movie from the trailer. And you, you see that a lot anyway, because when the trailer comes out, it's kind of it's early in the stages. They film stuff that, you, you know, once they finally get to final production, they're like, we don't need this scene. It doesn't make sense. Throw it out. But for this movie, it was more extreme. It was yeah. like entire trailers now were obsolete, you know. Maybe not necessarily obsolete, but it was kind of like a. There were trailers for this movie where 
a good portion of the footage is not in the movie. Yeah, and it's also weird because, like, early trailers have a different color tone than the later ones. And so you can kind of, like, see, like, oh, this is when (laughs) the Snyder Cut was being kicked out and the other version was being kicked in. And I don't know, but that's a another podcast the thing about this the the other thing i think that helped this movement was that Zack snyder is known to have a director's cut of his films and typically at least from what we've seen and personal experience the director's cut is much longer and it's a better movie it's a it's a better movie and more rounded out the only ones i've seen i mean i've heard about the other ones but the only ones i've seen for sure are the watchman and batman for superman But, you know, we found out before this that he has a director's cut for the Dawn of the Dead and Sucker uh, Punch. Pretty much every movie of his, with the exception of Man of Steel. Which, you know, who who knows? (laughs) Maybe there's a Snyder cut of that that'll eventually come out. (laughs) I think think that's going to be the next rally. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the, every you see it all the time. A movie comes out in theaters, and then it comes out on home release, and it's touted as the extended cut or the director's cut. And majority of those films, if you look at the runtime of the theatrical cut versus the unrated cut, it's a mere addition of minutes, maybe even seconds, that is the difference between <laughs> the regular theatrical cut and the unrated cut that they're touting as never seen in theaters. And in most of those cases, it's just simply the studio is like, hey, let's add a second back into this movie, or let's add uh, one more cuss word, and now we can tout, here's an extended cut of the film. In his case, and and this goes back to the ones you mentioned before, Watchmen and um, Batman versus Superman. Watchmen... I have seen both versions, and hands down, I think the director's cut is a much better film. Now, on Watchmen, I don't think it was one that was necessarily controversy about releasing the extended cut. I think it was just simply the director's cut of the movie is closer to a you know three, maybe four-hour movie, which you don't generally see released in theaters. And so it was one of those ones where it, it came out... And you knew there was going to be an extended cut anyway. But again, in my opinion, the extended cut of Watchmen is a better film. Batman vs. Superman, I think that one, it got its extended cut, I think, more with a push from fans, I think. Because it even got a theatrical release of the extended cut. And 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 both movies, the additional runtime is 30 plus minutes. So it's not just they're adding a little bit of an extended scene or extra blood or things of that nature. They are extending the films and in some cases changing the subplots and the sub storylines in the movies. And it's an entirely different experience than what you saw in theaters. I know I've seen both versions of the Watchmen, uh, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. What was different about them? I do know with Batman versus Superman, the nice thing about it was that it did really round it out the the movie a lot better. In the theatrical version, sometimes things just kind of seem rushed, but with uh, Batman versus Superman, there's this whole portion where 
you know, Clark Kent is going around and do, being an investigative journalist, which, you know, I don't think in in the theatrical version, he's he's working at the Daily Planet. But then that's all you see. He's just at the Daily Planet complaining about not getting more serious stories to work on. And the other thing was the they make us this deal about Batman branding criminals with a, an iron, a hot iron in the shape of a bat symbol. And he would like brand criminals and they'd get arrested and they'd go to jail. And nothing was really touched on that or didn't come across what it was going on. Uh, in the theat- in the extended cut, you find out that when he brands somebody, that that actually is almost like a death sentence because then that person will get killed in jail because they were seen because it's an it's a fact that that person came in contact with Batman and could have jeopardized some kind of overall crime thing or whatever. <laughs> the the only unfortunate thing if if at all on the Batman versus Superman director's cut is it still has the Martha moment that everybody hates. <laughs> it doesn't do away with that. <laughs> and no. if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. <laughs> it has three or four different actors in that are completely cut from the film. Jenna Malone is probably the most famous of yeah. them. But she she's in the movie. There's scenes with her. She has a few lines. Like I said, I I, I really like the parts where Clark Kent is is going around. He's trying to find out about the Batman and he's interviewing people. And there's this really cool scene. It's only a couple of lines, but this guy who's kind of blind, or at least I think he's blind. I'm not sure. But he's he's living in this really crappy apartment. It's a slum. And, you know, basically, if you're living there, you're you're surrounded by crime. So but it's just a really cool scene. And, and it kind of points him in the direction of where Batman uh, might be kind of not necessarily like he knows where Batman is, but like puts him on a path that will get him closer to finding out the truth about Batman. And yeah, it's like thirty minutes longer. It's it is a much better movie. You know, once once this is finally out there and seen, and you know whether it's it's one movie that's four hours long or cut into multiple episodes, you know, it, it it'll just be one of those curious things. On if Zack Snyder never had to step away, you know, I I can almost say with with one hundred percent certainty. There would have been a here's his theatrical cut, and now here is his director's cut, and it would have just been like a natural progression. Because yeah. obviously, if his if if what we see as the Snyder cut is a four hour movie, most likely that would have been cut for time for the theatrical release, and then followed shortly with the extended cut, kind of like Batman versus Superman. I think the extended cut, which is I don't believe is three hours long, you know, so it doesn't kind of broach the, 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 that three to four hour long time frame. But I think the reason it was had so much time added to it is that I think a lot of it was cut because of the length of the movie. They didn't want that to be released as a theatrical cut <clears throat> and same. And that, I think that goes back to the Watchmen. The, the reason it was, it received its own director's cut is they didn't want to release a f- three to four hour movie in theaters. 
it's, I'm just curious as to what would have progressed if Zack Snyder didn't have to step away. Would the studio still have come in and meddled with it like they did? Or would we have seen a better theatrical cut of the movie followed by here is Zack Snyder's extended director's cut on home release. Yeah, I was just looking it up uh, on my phone. I've got both versions on my Movies Anywhere account. The theatrical version is two hours and 31 minutes, and the the extended edition, or the ultimate edition, I guess is what it's called, is three hours and one minute. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's exactly 30 minutes long. Longer. So how, how long was Endgame in theaters? Was it three-plus hours? Endgame was, let me look it up here, that was exactly the same, three hours and one minute long. Okay. The exact same time. Time. I think for theatrical releases, you don't generally see any movie break the three-hour mark. Obviously, a movie like Endgame is so highly anticipated, they could have released a six-hour movie and people would have gone to see it, I think. Yeah, I think I think essentially, and this I forget when I, I think it might have been when the first just when Justice League came out because I remember hearing or reading articles about its time length and why it was shortened and things like that. And this was before it was known that a lot of things were changed. But if you think about it in the in the concept of obviously they're trying to make money, if you have a three hour movie that's you know. I don't know what the exact math is, but that's less viewings per day than an hour and a half or two hour movie. And so if you're wanting to get a lot of money, you don't want it to be too long. And yeah, in the case of Endgame, that movie was 10 years in the making and was and that movie was definitely going to get butts in the seats. Like there's there's no doubting that that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we could probably go by with three hours. And they knew they were going to make their money with that one, and they did. <laughs> yeah. But this movement just kind of seemed to pick up this last year. A lot of the cast of the movie got behind it. And I even remember seeing something where an executive from Warner Brothers had retweeted or shared or liked a comment talking about the... Uh, extended cut and you know the the other thing about this was that instead of it just being some kind of nerd movement where like people will get online and like the Snyder Cut would have been better the Snyder Cut is everything (laughs) (laughs) way to stereotype Andrew here's a side thing why does every nerd sound like that watch any cartoon and whenever I I go into like some kind of geek persona to get some kind of idea across that that I'm portraying a nerd, I go like this, get a little nasally and and, and higher pitched voice. Because <laughs> you're, you're you're being very stereotypical is what I you're know, doing. Which is <laughs> I guess why is that the stereotype? I, guess I don't know. That, that that's another podcast. Uh, but anyways, they they got billboards up at Comic Con. There's I know that somebody got a plane and flew a banner over the Oscars, over wasn't it? Something I don't know if it was the Oscars or if it was the or if it was Comic Con or what. But yeah, they they got a plane banner. I don't know how much that costs, but I know it's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and yeah, once again, they've they've done a lot to do with raising money for suicide prevention. So, well, I mean, it's it's just another case of showing how if you are a fan and you are dedicated enough, and you can find and rally other fans of what it is you will love there there is proof that you can make something happen because there's no way that the Snyder cut gets released if there was nobody pushing for the Snyder cut release you know um Joss Whedon he experienced it himself people pushed and pushed and kept poking the studio behind Firefly. Uh, behind Firefly and lo and behold, he gets to make a movie out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the TV show Jericho. Uh, I don't know how old it is. It had Skeet Ulrich. He was the main, main star of it. And it was kind of like a dystopian future type movie or TV show. It had one season and was canceled. And the last line of the, of the season one was, Skeet Ulrich's character, the the people he was fighting against, said, "Lay down your, you know, surrender. Lay down your arms." And he said, "I think his line was something like, we won't, because you're nuts.'" Well, when it got canceled, fans started mailing peanuts to <laughs> whatever studio was behind this TV show, and yeah. the studio just received box after box after box after box of peanuts. Well, they got another season. It got canceled again, but <laughs> you know, it just, it just, again, it just puts another footnote in that if there are enough fans and they have a way to get their voice out there. And it, obviously I think it's something easier to do today with things like social media, things like that. But Fans can make things happen. It can tilt or or change the tide, I guess, so to speak. They can. I think the most famous, well, this is probably now the most famous uh, version of that. But before this was the ill-fated Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) The trailer released and had a weird design for Sonic. And once once that trailer was released that trailer got torn up by fans and it caused them to delay the movie, redo the sound, the special effects millions of dollars. Yeah. And just to change the look of Sonic. And then they released a new trailer and people are like, that's much better. Thank you. And and then Sonic goes on to be the most successful movie based on a video game. Yeah. So it works. My fear, (laughs) my fear is as much as I love this, as much as I love that that next year we're going to get to finally see this movie, there's two things I'm, I'm worried about. One, it's a piece it's of It's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening, but I, you know, obviously that is a fear. There's going to be a new rally cry. Take the Snyder Cut back. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, cut the Snyder Cut. Yeah, there you go. So that's one fear because, you know, obviously there's so much hype that maybe it, it might not meet expectations. But, you know, that that'll be that we'll find that out in in six months to a year. The other thing is that this was successful and hopefully potentially could be really good. But what if there is something that 
doesn't need a extended cut or something. For example, the last um, Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. a lot of people have uh, said something about the Abrams cut. Right. <laughs> and so I haven't heard anything since, like, the first month of its release. There hasn't been a big fan following <laughs> like this. So I don't think anything's going to happen. And Abrams has come out and said that there's no... There isn't one. There isn't one, so it's not really any big deal. But I, f- I fear that, you know, oh, you know, nerds are the hardest people to please, I feel like. <laughs> and so if anything comes out, they're going to be like, release the blanky cut! You know, <laughs> there comes that voice again. <laughs> I, I now want to see the blanky cut. <laughs> Ins- insert whatever you want here, you know. So that's that's my. <laughs> Did you really just say insert whatever you want here? <laughs> well, that's <it's> blank. <laughs> insert no. insert movie title here. You know. So that's that's. <sighs> well, uh, and you also, you know, whether it's related or not, um, you have another. <laughs> production that you have very passionately backed behind that has seen some success with fans and and but is still not necessarily seen its completion yes so what philip is talking about is the show community it long story short was a show that came out and uh, um, per my personal opinion, NBC had nothing better to do, so they didn't cancel the show because it was easier to have an existing show than to start a new one. So they kept it going, but then they finally canceled it after five seasons. And then uh, it was picked up for a sixth season on another network and then canceled. So the show was always in threat of, like, this may not last (laughs) since, like, season two. And there was a rally cry that was actually said in an episode where somebody says six seasons and a movie. And that just kind of became the rally cry of community fans. And we're still waiting on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the thing is, there ever since that sixth season ended... There was kind of like with the Snyder Cut, you know, there as soon as you started hearing about the Snyder Cut, there has been rumors and ramblings ever since then. Now, obviously, it's picked it picked up a huge bunch of steam and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what kicked off. uh, But over the last two, three months, it's, you know, I I don't know if it's because of stuff going on with with the uh, quarantine or whatnot. Uh, but it, it, you know, it just picked up steam. It was like you said, it, there was something about it every day in any kind of entertainment news site or or entertainment site. But I think the same thing with the community. I've never watched it. I intend to at some point in my life. But it it never goes away. And and like I said, or you know, there there was the the most recent. They did the the quarantine reunion. And there was maybe some talk on that you said about a movie. Uh, and he, the uh, Joe McHale, is that his name? Yeah. The he participated in the very famous Tiger King 
series on Netflix. He <laughs> posted a episode just because of how popular that show was. Netflix was like, we got to do another one, I think. And I don't have proof of this, but it is in my opinion that Netflix is going to do an, a community movie. And the reason that Joe McHale agreed to do that episode, I believe, was to facilitate Netflix maybe taking on community. Again, I don't have proof of that. <laughs> but I don't see any other reason. Why Why was it Joe McHale that yeah. hosted that special episode? That's that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it did recently come out on Hulu or not not Hulu. It's been on Hulu, but it recently came out on Netflix as well. So it's on both streaming uh, services, and I do highly recommend it. I'm I'm watching it back through it again. I did get it on Blu-ray, but my Blu-ray player stopped working, so I haven't been able to watch it on that. And uh, I do. I did have kind of a backup one, but it didn't have a remote. So I got the remote, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to watch him on this. But we had already started on Netflix. We'd worked through the first season. So we're still just kind of watching it on Netflix. And I also thought to myself, I know I really want to watch the Blu-rays and, and you know get the special features. I also want Sony and uh, Netflix and whoever's listening. <laughs> <laughs> to know that you're watching. To know that it's being watched again and and i'm wanting to add to the to the count so that's that's what i'm doing so but this is this is jumping topic here yeah so to come, <laughs> so we'll, to come back we'll talk to about community another time yeah to but bring it, it back similar. to snyder cut yeah release the uh, snyder cut six seasons in a movie they're very similar there's so a problem i have a problem <laughs> I, I follow i follow these hashtags that at least until today seemed like they would never happen <laughs> What's I mean, I was next one. <laughs> uh, I was definitely in on you know I, I followed the the Firefly, and again, probably in the same capacity that I do with or have been with the Snyder Cut. I am for it, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I take an active role in you know if there was a petition that came around, sign the Snyder Cut release petition, you know things like I that. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. Um, but there, there are things that I'm like, I, I follow enough and I keep up with them. And when I finally see that something's happening, I'm like, sweet. You know, to, uh, as far as, you know, recently, I think the Snyder Cut's the only thing where I've been kind of keeping it at, at, at arm's length, so to speak, of, okay, well, you know, where's the article that gives me the proof it's happening. But my, 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 my biggest question on this is with, and, you know, obviously with everything going on with the quarantine and things being delayed and whatnot, I'm wondering if the release of the Snyder Cut, does that allow or open the door for Zack Snyder to come back into the DC universe and making movies for the DC universe again? <clears throat> obviously, if it falls into your first fear of sucking, no, <laughs> <laughs> that, that door gets a, uh, you know, a door stopper jammed in it because uh, it's closed right now. But with as much hype as behind it, and in my opinion, the Zack Snyder track record of films, I have enjoyed every single one of his films. Going back to it, you know, his first film was a remake of Dawn of the Dead, and 
as you know, this would be a good subject for or for a podcast later on is remakes that are worthwhile. In my opinion, that is one of the best and most worthwhile remakes of an existing property because it stands alone without having to stand on the shoulders of the previous film. Obviously, his breakout was 300, and I'm a fan of Sucker Punch. I know Sucker Punch is probably kind of on his the low end of his uh, fan favorites. Man of Steel. But yeah, I'm like, his track record, to me, I don't have any fear that the Snyder Cut is going to be worth my time but i'm hoping and wondering does does that open up any avenues for him to step back into the future of dc movies yeah it would definitely be interesting to see if if this is as good as it's supposed to be obviously ben affleck has passed on the cape henry cavill is whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we have no idea. He's never said he's not part of it, and he's also never said that he's going to continue playing Superman. So yeah, his, his role has never on him. Yeah, we've never and, heard for sure. And there's already, I mean, the, the Wonder Woman movie is a prequel, so they can do whatever the hell they want with her character, uh, continuing forward if they decide to go with Zack Snyder. And I don't know what the plan is for the Aquaman sequel, and I don't know if they've started filming that. Or not, but I know it's in production and that they've got a script and, and everything's ready to go on that one. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? And, you know, the Flash movie, some weird stuff has happened with that. Yeah, who knows what's it. going on with that? That's another topic. I don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that here. But um, to, to wrap things up here, something crazy happened today. I did not expect this today. This was amazing. I'm so excited. I don't have to say release the Snyder Cut anymore. I, I, it's going to happen. Good so news qu- in good news in a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> my question to you, Andrew, is when are you going to subscribe to HBO Max? Are I'm, you going to wait and and use your free trial to watch <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder Cut, or do you go ahead and because I think right now it's you know, and I don't know if we need to say this or not. We are not being um, paid by uh, HBO Max. I'm just, you know, throwing this out there. They're doing like a pre-order now, where it's going to be cheaper than if you wait till it comes out in a couple of weeks, and it's like guaranteed for a year type thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. The I'm well, I'm definitely not going to get it now for sure. Um, I don't know if they will do a free trial. I'm not really worried about that. It's I don't know what the price is. I haven't I wasn't planning on getting HBO Max anytime soon and I haven't looked into the price, but I would assume it's anywhere between ten and twenty bucks a month, depending on whatever. It's, it's yeah, it's gonna be I think it's like fourteen ninety nine yeah. a month. Uh but if you sign up before it comes out, it's eleven ninety nine for a month for guaranteed for twelve months. And and it's not like a contract. You have to keep it for 12 months. It's just if you do it now, keep it for 12 months, you pay a special price after a year, it goes up. But it's still set where you can cancel it at any time. You're not in a contract or something. The the short answer is that I will probably wait till it comes out. Whether there's a free trial or not, I will get it. Because I'm going to see this dang thing. The long answer is they're supposed to be making a Green Lantern series mm-hmm. on HBO Max. 
if that looks pretty good, I might get it that time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one's coming out first. I don't know how far they are into production. And, you know, obviously who knows how long uh, productions will take to resume at this time. Right. I'm probably in the same boat as you, although I do have several there are several shows on HBO right now that I'm like, uh, I, I might be doing a month here pretty soon, but it's not a service that I'm going to necessarily like, like, like with Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus, those are just kind of, I do those and I don't, you know, cancel them. They've just become part of our lifestyle. N- nothing against Warner brothers and, and HBO max or whatever, but I just, I just don't have time. I don't have time to watch everything. We, we've got Netflix and Disney Plus, but and I've got a free trial of CBS All Access right now, but it's about to run out. And as much as I'd love to continue watching the new seasons of Twilight Zone and Star Trek Discovery, I am not really worried about missing them. And I know that there'll probably be some Blasphemy. kind of free trial. I could probably see some kind of free trial. Uh, again later and I'm, I'm sure you know maybe maybe when picard 2 comes out i don't know but anyways what do you think about the snyder cut do you think it's worth all this hype do you think it's a bunch of bull let us know at cinematic protastic or cinematic protastic at on instagram facebook twitter and anchor.fm and until it's safe we will see you at the movies and don't forget we will get through this Release the Snyder Cut. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs>